0: The opening game of the Grizzlies 2021 2022 season has finally occurred. Ja Morant looks like an all star. The Grizzlies' offense looks fun and balanced. Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton look like a wonderful 1 2 combination supporting Ja and Jaron. And overall, because the fans were in the stands, both they and And the players, everyone in the building had a wonderful night with a great way to start off the season with a 132 121 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. All the reaction to the Grizzlies season opening win here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Let's celebrate. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast Hello and hope you are having a great start to your Thursday, wherever you are, wherever you're listening and wherever you are watching. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Sean Coleman. You can see me right there. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. The podcast, wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. And also, obviously, now you can find us on YouTube for all the instant reaction for each and every Grizzlies game as we saw tonight. Of course, we want to remind you that we, we, we you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats, as they say, listen to the podcast, listen, review, and subscribe. And here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button below, lets us know you enjoy the show. Let others be to be able to find the show, just makes the show overall better for everyone involved. My name is Sean Coleman, credential media member for the Grizzly, with the Grizzlies, covering the Grizzlies for my fourth season, your host here at Locked on Grizzlies, your Grizzlies, every day of course we want to thank you for making locked on grizzlies your first listen of the day and make sure you check out the locked on nba podcast for all the reaction to all the great games starting off the season some wonderful games obviously on wednesday night even more every single night when it comes to the nba I want to remind you of our title sponsor you probably heard of this place before it's mcdonald's this episode of locked on grizzlies is brought to you by mcdonald's Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an uh, unofficial community center. A big thank you to all of our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. So, the Grizzlies started off their season tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I put out there on Twitter something that many already know if you have followed the Grizzlies for years. Opening night has not been kind to the Memphis Grizzlies. Overall, entering to last night's game. In 26 season opening games, The Grizzlies were 5 and 21 since their inaugural season as a franchise in the 1995- 1996 season. That is the lowest win total of any NBA team when it comes to season openers over that span. As a matter of fact, the Grizzlies um, are now four and four over their last eight. Season opening games, including last night. But before that, they infa- infamously lost 13 straight season openers. The Grizzlies have just not had a lot of luck starting the season off strong, but you wouldn't have known that watching last night. The Grizzlies get a 131, 120, 132, 121 victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the reason why the Grizzlies were able to get the job done was because of offensive balance supported. By John Morant playing to an all-star level, we'll get into that in just a second, and hitting 14 threes while shooting 42% from three. We talked about it all off-season, all preseason. How would this Grizzlies team look without Jonas Valanciunas? How would they look featuring the three more? 33 threes tonight isn't something out of the norm. That's right in line with what the Grizzlies shoot, but they were balanced for most of the game. They were able to do what they did last year. They had 70 points in the paint. They had 21 points off of turnovers. They had a plus 17 in rebounds, a plus 6 in offensive rebounds. This Grizzlies team, especially on offense, played exactly like they did last year, but they were able to add John Morant playing like an all-star to that mix, plus shooting over 40% and making 14 threes. John Morant himself, 37 points on the night, including 11 points to secure the victory in the fourth quarter. The Ja Morant now is the Grizzlies. He's in first and second place in terms of the Grizzlies' highest opening night scoring total by a player in franchise history. He scored 44 last year, scored 37 this year. So perhaps Ja Morant can rewrite the narrative himself from the Grizzlies when it comes to season opening games and get the Grizzlies some wins. In the process, he also tied Pal Gasol and Sharif Abdurrahim as now having seven games as a Grizzly in which he scored 35 or more points. He now ties both Abdurrahim and Gasol as the only players to do that seven times. That's how special Ja is compared to the rest of the players in Grizzlies history and how consistent, how more frequently he's becoming at being able to score. He looked like an all-star tonight. He took over the game. He looked like he was having fun. It was clear he was the best player out there, and that's what made the difference. But that's not the only thing that stood out. When we were coming into this game, one of the things that stood out to me with that there was a lot of talk about Cleveland going really big with their lineup, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton in the backcourt, but Laurie Markinen, Evan Mobley, and Jarrett Allen in the frontcourt, two, three, nearly seven-footers starting with each other, something that you don't see often in the NBA. Well, I had thrown out there, would the Grizzlies potentially go a bit bigger in their starting lineup with Kyle Anderson to try to match up the best they could with size, or would they go with the best options? And they did exactly that. Jaw, uh, D'Anthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. And because they went with that decision, it made all the difference in the world. 79 combined points between Jaw, Melton, and Bain. Ja, B- Melton and Bain were 6 of 12 from 3. Forty-two combined points. Bain tied a career high in his in points with twenty-two. They absolutely were the difference. They were able to shoot from distance. They were able to get into the lane. They were able to create that three-headed monster of Jaw, Desmond Bain, and DeAnthony Melton were the big difference in tonight's game, along with getting the advantage in terms of points in the paint, points off turnovers, and things such as that. So it was a great debut. For this new idea of the Grizzlies, in which you're looking at them potentially starting small, especially with Dylan Brooks being out, but you see why Coach Taylor Jenkins prefers that because of how free-flowing free, free flowing and balanced the offense is. If the Grizzlies needed to get threes in order to get ahead tonight, they did exactly that. If they needed to, to the ability to create turnovers and score off of them, They did exactly that. If they needed to get into the paint, they did exactly that. They were able to go to a different aspect of their offense confidently in this game, and it made all the difference in the world. Now, Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr., though they did not get that much involved with the scoring, they both performed well as well. Steven Adams' playmaking was on display. His impact on the board certainly was there as well. Jaron, three threes, four blocks, yes, yes. He did not get, you know, the offensive consistency you might have seen, but it didn't need to happen tonight. You know, that's the that's the great thing about if this offense for the Grizzlies can perform like this more frequently, is that they don't need for Jaw and Jaren every night to score sixty combined. One night Jaw can take over, the next night hopefully Jaren can. We'll see how consistent that could look. But where Adams and Jaren Jackson Jr. made their difference was on defense for Jaren, and as well as supporting with playmaking rebounds for Stephen Adams. Another really big key for the Grizzlies was a great debut from their bench. The veteran combination of Kyle Anderson and Tyus Jones looked very well. Kyle Anderson across the board production. Tyus Jones shoot the ball well from distance, setting up his teammates. Brandon Clark looked good in uh, you know a few minutes of play. Zaire Williams had a few stretches where he did really well. Not great numbers overall in his debut, but he hit a three for his first points, had a couple of big uh, playmaking opportunities, had some good defensive possessions. So up and down the roster, John Conchar getting good run as well. Everybody contributed in their own way and in different ways in order to get the victory. But the key from all of this was the Grizzlies' offense being balanced. They were able to do what they did last year. They were able to excel at the parts of the game last year that everybody already knows they're good at when it comes to the rest of the NBA. Point uh, Points off turnovers, fast break points, points in the paint, second chance points. All those were there, and the Grizzlies were able to get advantages last night in those areas. But what set them apart, despite the defense struggling, which we'll get into in just a moment, what set them apart was Job ja being Job, ja, Job ja going into all-star mode, and then of course also DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain supporting him by being a great combination themselves. A great overall performance for the Grizzlies when it comes to the offense, however, There were a few things, while there were more things to positively build off of in this game, there were also some things to work on as well, especially on the defensive end. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But like I mentioned to start the show, our title sponsor, For today's show is McDonald's, and I'm not sure of whether or not you got to enjoy some McDonald's during the game, but I would highly encourage that at least once or twice a month when watching a Grizzlies game, you do yourself a favor and go get some McDonald's. This episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been there. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an official community center. It's a great place where friends and family can come to connect, a place where classmates can meet up to a study group. No one will have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies, French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a great place for teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team you can recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a road trip or to rest your legs or refuel. And I can tell you this, it's the same way for me. It's a place where me and my teammates went to enjoy being together when we were kids. It's a place where when I was playing intramurals in college, we went to enjoy ourselves as well. McDonald's has been around as a big part of many communities since 1965. How about this, when it comes to Locked On Grizzlies and Grizzlies fans, why not have a watch party at McDonald's? And in honor of John Morant, of course, we all know the little jingle that goes with McDonald's, but how about this with a little twist for John Morant? I'm loving it. You hear me? Make sure you make McDonald's a great part of your week and maybe you're viewing game delicacy during a few Grizzlies games this year. Of course, we want to thank you for making Mockdown Grizzlies your first listen of the day. But it is an exciting time across many, many worlds of sports. And that would include baseball. After last night, the Astros take a 3-2 to lead in the ALCS. The Braves, yes sir, the Braves, take a 3-1 lead over the Dodgers tonight the Braves have a chance to potentially punch their ticket to the World Series. The point of all this is whether you're a Dodgers or a Red Sox fan hoping not to be eliminated over the next few days or you're a Braves or Astros fan hoping to check your way into a hotel wherever you're going to go to – well, that's not the right way to say it – hoping to punch your ticket to the World Series – Whatever team you cheer for when it comes to baseball, make sure you check out your favorite Locked On NBA Teams podcast as your second listen of the day. Great content just like here at Locked On Grizzlies and obviously plenty of things to enjoy. So we know the offense for the Grizzlies perform well. And I, and I can't stress this enough. It's probably not going to perform this well, you know, every single night. But the fact that it did tonight is certainly a big deal. It's, it's great that they were able to get off to this type of start in so many ways. Jaw looking like an all-star. The Bane-Melton combination, you know, being so fruitful in terms of its production. Overall, the Grizzlies being able to go to different parts. You know, when you look at this game, they started off the game – by being able in the half court to get into the paint and produce. That opened up the three-point line at the start of the second quarter. And when the Grizzlies really went out and grabbed hold of this game, was in that second quarter because they were getting out on the run and they were also hitting threes. And then in the third quarter, the Grizzlies struggled. 21 points in the third quarter, not a lot of shots were falling, only one of seven for three. How do they respond? Uh, threes and turnover forcing turnovers and featuring threes philosophy within the first 90 seconds of the fourth quarter two turnovers forced three straight shots made, including the three from Jared and the Grizzlies are right back out to a double digit lead. Once again, the Grizzlies being able to not only have a balanced offense besides their twenty one point third quarter, thirty two. 38, and 42 points in the first, second, and third quarter certainly balanced the overall um, success in the game out. The Grizzlies averaged 33 points per quarter in this game. That's outstanding, obviously. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that the Grizzlies being able to confidently feature different versions of their offense based on what the game called for, That is certainly something that we want to see consistently and we'll need to do consistently if we want to exceed expectations like many think we have the capability of doing this year. But another key thing from this game is that every bit of this offensive balance, this offensive success, every bit of John Morant's star-like performance tonight because the defense struggled. That is correct. The defense certainly struggled. And the reason why it struggled is because we. I'm talking about the Grizzlies' offensive balance so much. Well, the Cavs had some pretty decent offensive balance themselves. In the first quarter, they were right there matching the Grizzlies in terms of, you know, getting good opportunities in the half court. Both teams shot very well in the first quarter. In the second quarter, as the Grizzlies started to pull away, the Cavs would never get let them get too far away because of the fact that their inside combination of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, who went 11 for 11 in this game, an excellent first game for Jared Allen, the, those two were able to find their way inside, which was surprising against Jaron and Steven Adams. The interior interior defense for the Grizzlies certainly was not to the level that you might expect for it to be tonight. And that was the reason why the Cavs were able to stay in the game. It was because of their inside game, their ability near the rim in the second quarter. Well, in the fourth quarter. Despite weathering the Grizzlies' early fourth quarter run, what allowed for the Cavaliers to get back in the game was shooting six for 11 over the final several minutes of the game. So the Cavs were able, though the Grizzlies won by 11 points, and though their largest lead was 16 and the Cavs was four, the Grizzlies clearly were the better team. They played the better game in this game, but because their defense struggled, unfortunately, that's what allowed Cleveland to stay in the game. And a big reason why it was, 38 assists from the Cavaliers, you typically don't see that as a Grizzlies fan. This is only the sixth time that the Grizzlies have allowed 38 or more assists in a game that did not go into overtime in franchise history. So despite being able to create some good opportunities and convert turnovers into points, the Grizzlies also gave up a lot of good passing opportunities. They didn't contest a lot of threes that you felt they could have. I do understand that because of how well the offense was playing and at the pace it was playing, it certainly was hard to give that same energy consistent on defense, but the Grizzlies are not going to be playing teams at the caliber of the Cavs every night, especially on this upcoming four-game road trip. The Grizzlies are going to have to balance out being able to give the energy that they need to on offense to be as good as they were tonight while also figuring out how to be able to contest shots on defense. So overall, yes, it was certainly a satisfying game for the Grizzlies, but the defense itself certainly is something that can continue to improve. But at the end of the day, another thing that really stood out, at least to me, was that when the Grizzlies were getting their biggest advantage, when the Grizzlies were able to find their rhythm to where they were dominating the game, two things stood out. Their ability to force turnovers, which is, you know, we've always talked about, we've talked about this full calendar year. That is a strength of this Grizzlies team. Their ability to force turnovers, but also the ability to feature the three. I would say the most dominant stretch that this Grizzlies team was able to show its capability, was able to show it being at its best, was in that early second quarter, where they were consistently disrupting the Cavaliers' flow of their offense, leading to turnovers. And not every one of those turnovers led to a three, but you combined the Grizzlies turning turnovers into High percentage shots at the rim to then when the Grizzlies had opportunities in the half court, they were able to find success from three. When the Grizzlies are are forcing turnovers and featuring threes, that is where the Grizzlies can probably create their biggest advantage against most teams. I think it led to either a 15, 16, 17 point swing in the game when they started doing that in the first part of the second quarter. If the Grizzlies can consistently forced turnovers and feature threes, especially by playing Jaw, Melton, Bain, and Jaron together. And did you throw in Dylan Brooks along with that perhaps at times as well? That is the type of team that really can't compete with anyone and also can find an advantage against anyone. So yes, the defense certainly has something to work on. Yes, especially in the half court, limiting good passes, deflections limiting good looks. Dylan Brooks certainly will help that out. But overall, it was certainly a great performance from the Grizzlies. But another interesting twist in all this is what type of rotations were used. There were a few surprises when it came to how successful some um, combinations were, but also in terms of who did not play. We'll get into that in just a second. do want to remind you, though, that when it comes to being able to perform in the clutch like the Grizzlies do, especially like D'Anthony Melton can do, the best thing for you to do is to stay calm. And that's exactly what I want to tell you about the Calm LeBron podcast, Copy 60s. Do you want to know what makes LeBron King James sleep? That's right. Sleep is his superpower. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. When it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important, mental fitness. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to trade it. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. As he says, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and my mind. So if you head to Calm.com slash NBA for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations, so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can go to LeBron and use in using Calm, can join LeBron and using Calm, and get a 40% discount on a calm premium subscription at calm.com slash locked on Unlike content to help you focus, eat, stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Another thing I can tell you is this listen, when it comes to you being calm, some of us may have a hard time doing that when it comes to warm weather. And though those days are numbered, we're still here in the Mid-South or wherever you may be listening to Locked Home Grizzlies. There may still be some warm days ahead. And if you are someone who's at risk of excessive sweating, I could tell you about a source that could certainly help you out. That's sweatblock.com. Doctor created and doctor recommended. It comes with a dry shirt guarantee that can last up to seven days. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's been featured on, on the Rachel Ray show. It's been featured. It's been a bestseller on Amazon with over 13,000 reviews. It should be a, bar, a part of anybody's toiletry bag because it's your little source of confidence to make you be able to enjoy the warm weather again without the worry of excessive sweating. You can find SweatBlock at CBS and at Amazon.com. But if you go to, if you go to SweatBlock.com right now, when you put in the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order for sweat block. Make sure you make sweat block a part of your daily routine to make the most of enjoying your summer once again. So, obviously, the Grizzlies get a big victory in game one last night. John Morant looked wonderful. The offense looked wonderful. The defense, at times, though it did struggle, it got the stops that it needed. But obviously, besides John Morant, the one thing that stood out in last night's game was the combination of Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton. And listen, I get that it may not be the size and skill combination that many other teams feature, but it's hard to deny that there is consistently proof that when DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain are playing with jaw, there's a lot of good potential, especially with what the Grizzlies want to do. Move fast, play defense effectively, lead to turnover, get out on the run, and also be able to shoot the three. All three of those players either can do that themselves or can support each other getting better at doing that through playmaking, and that shined tonight. One thing that especially shined, it was in the first half. You know, I talked about it back a few weeks ago. I wrote a piece over at Grizzly Bear Blues talking about a platoon idea, especially when Dylan Brooks gets, Brooks gets back, a potentially starting Dylan uh, Desmond Bain and finishing with the Anthony Melton, and we saw why that makes some sense tonight. Desmond Bain in the first half supported Ja. Desmond Bain scored the most points he ever has in a half of NBA basketball, but in the fourth quarter, it was the Melton who was creating havoc on defense and also hitting big threes. But overall, it's not just the combination of Bain and Melton throughout the game being a great second, or second, third, and fourth scoring option for whatever have you to support John and Jaren, but that jaw-Melton combination in the fourth quarter, it could become one of the better closing combos in the league. With, with Anthony Melton's fourth quarter shooting, Ja Morant's overall fourth quarter ability to score and playmake, that could be a very great combination for this Grizzlies team to build off of. So the overall different ways in which the trio of Ja, Desmond Bain, and DeAnthony Melton supported each other to me probably is the most positive theme from opening night. The other thing that I can tell you is is that in that closing lineup, Stephen Adams actually played tonight because of the fact that The Cleveland Cavaliers obviously relied heavily on their bigs. Both Evan Mobley and Jared Allen had absolutely outstanding games. You know, for it being Mobley's first game, Jared Allen not typically being that big of a scoring threat. Both of them truly made a difference for the Cavaliers against the Memphis Grizzlies. And so we see, while uh, Stephen Adams may not play nine or ten minutes straight in the fourth quarter, if another team is going to feature their bigs, the Grizzlies are going to put Steven Adams in the game. Now, it was a bit risky there for a minute because the Cleveland Cavaliers got back to within in one with as little as four minutes left to go. And you're thinking, oh, gosh, in a game where the Grizzlies are gaining the lead, could they start potentially trying to put Steven Adams on the foul line? That's something that we'll have to see work itself out in time. But – The fact that the Grizzlies spoke confident in Steven Adams being out on the court when other teams are featuring their bigs, that's certainly something to see and something to enjoy as well. Another key thing was the the amount of minutes that Jaron Jackson Jr. played because he was never in foul trouble. He did not get his first foul until the uh, the last part of the second quarter. That was another key development that allowed for Taylor Jenkins to use Jaron Jackson Jr. in different ways in lineups. He was the four to support Steven Adams both the start and close, but there were also good stretches where he was at the five to support a combination of the bench and starting unit. So Jaron Jackson Jr.'s being out of foul trouble not only just keeps him on the court in general, but it gives Taylor Jenkins the ability to maximize his utilization by giving the defense different looks with Jaron being involved. Of course, the other thing that stood out was the fact that it was surprising to see who got the amount of minutes that he did while another person did not. The one that's a really surprise was John Conchar getting almost 18 minutes of play as a, basically the sixth man. Now, in my opinion, the reason why that is, I think Taylor Jenkins really, really loves that energy do something source off the bench. That's why I think he loved the idea of DeAnthony Melton doing that his, during the 1920 season, but especially doing that as well as he did last season. I think that Taylor Jenkins really believes in that energy source type player that can impact the game in so many ways on both ends of the court. And that's why you saw John Conchar especially with his experience with the Grizzlies, that's why you saw him in probably a bigger featured role than many may have anticipated. Obviously, Zaire Williams got a bit of run as well. Looked good again, not, not anything spectacular. He looked like a rookie, but he certainly did make some plays. But perhaps the biggest... Not negative, but the biggest surprise in terms of who did not play was Xavier Tillman, who did not play due to to a coach's decision. Now, I think that that's going to be a game-by-game thing. I really do think it's kind of like the preseason. The Grizzlies had a plan against the Cavaliers going into this game. Brandon Clark, with his preseason, had earned the ability – to be featured, but I think that especially on this West Coast road trip, you could see DeAnthony Melton at least once or twice getting some run in the rotation. So I wouldn't necessarily say that um, Xavier Tillman is already out of the rotation. I would just say in games where you're probably going to see fast-paced, offensive-type games, Brandon Clark probably makes a big co- bit more sense for the Grizzlies than a half-court defensive game where Xavier Tillman's positive value probably makes some sense as well. But those are the things about the rotations that really stood out. It was the fact that Taylor Jenkins, to start off the game, went with a smaller lineup despite facing one of the bigger lineups he'll face this season, and it absolutely made all the difference in the world because of how well the chemistry and the overall production was of Jaw DeAnthony, and Bain. We've seen Taylor Jenkins put a preference towards smaller lineups in the past because he feels that those were the most cohesive Offensive units at times. And once again, it shined through. So, so much to enjoy when it comes to the Grizzlies' opening vi- season, opening victory against the Cavaliers. John Morant's all star campaign has officially started. The Grizzlies' quest for a thousand threes got off to a great start, featuring Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton. You couldn't have asked for better results to show. The Grizzlies should do that all season. But most importantly, that Grizzlies offense in multiple ways was able to create enough of a difference when their defense was not playing that well to comfortably get a big victory to start off the season. Obviously things are going to get a bit tougher with the Grizzlies headed out for two back-to-back games, four games overall on the West Coast against four potential playoff teams this season. But this was a great confidence booster for the Grizzlies to go into that trip confident that they'll make the most of their opportunity. We can't thank you enough for making the most of this opportunity opportunity to making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day. Pick a listen. Check out Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Want the instant reaction to all the great opening debuts of many intriguing fantasy talents? Josh Lloyd is the number one fantasy basketball source in the world. The number one fantasy basketball show in the world is Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Make that your second listen of the day. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, we will be previewing the big road trip coming up for the Grizzlies, how they're going to match up with the teams that they're going to match up. What could we see potentially change different from this opening game? And how can the Grizzlies find success, even though they're going to be out west for an extended period of time? All that and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Hope you have a great evening. Go Grizzlies. Great way to start the season. And we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.